You're listening to another film podcast where three friends watch a movie and discuss and debate it. Get ready for some hot takes, some non sequiturs, and a lot of banter. And as always, there will be spoilers. Roll pop! My name is Matt, and I recently watched uh, Nightmare Before Christmas for its 30th anniversary. Oh, Yeah, it's great. My name is Colin, and I recently watched The Finchman's new movie, The Killer, and it's fucking sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so dope. <laughs> uh, my name's Tierney, and I recently watched Killers of the Flower Moon, and mm. uh, it was okay. I was going to say, I think. A girl, okay. has some, yeah. a girl has some thoughts. <laughs> she does. But we're not here to talk about Killers of the Flower Moon. We're here to talk about uh, the Edgar Wright movie, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Um, yes. Shaun of the Dead came out in 2004, I believe. Stars Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and a whole smattering of English actors. Just so uh, many. Who have gone on to have careers. Everyone from the uh, man who works in the fridge shop. To Peter Serafinowitz. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, it takes place in a couple days. There's a zombie apocalypse. And um, I think that's it. Just some friends yeah. trying to hang out in a bar in yeah. the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Whomst amongst Don't us. Don't you hate it. <laughs> yeah. um, so, if we were to get into the... <clears throat> Uh, details in terms of uh, yasses and nars. What do you guys have? Great question. Oof. Uh, Colin, you feel like you've got yours secured? Oh, I should say that this is the first entry of the Cornetto trilogy. It's an unofficial right. trilogy uh, of Edgar Wright movies in which someone buys a Cornetto in each movie. <laughs> Ta da! Okay. <laughs> It's so goofy. <laughs> I was quick sidebar. I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was like, "Oh, like what are what are you guys doing on the pod right now?" And I was like, "Oh, we're doing trilogies." And she was like, "Oh, what what's what's up next?" And I was like, "The Cornetto trilogy." And she was like, "What's that?" And so I had to explain to her. <laughs> well, they're also they're also they all star Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. They're not. Yeah, there, there's a lot of connections between them, but like I think she heard trilogy and thought of like a traditional definition of that word. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, not right now. <laughs> yeah, but that's what we're. That's exactly what we're doing. Is, uh, yeah. What's the What's the word that we used for it? Uh, like not a regular, non-traditional, unconventional, unconventional. Yeah, yeah. Conventional or alternative. Uh, alternative. Alt. Um, yeah. Alt. Uh, I can my yasses so I love this movie I love this movie so much it's been a really long time since I'd seen it and uh, when I watched it I was like yeah still love this shit so they're all yasses for me Um, I think I would probably go with uh, dialogue visuals and probably story plot I think would be my three those are mine that's basically mine as well. It's just like Clue. But the like, the interesting thing I will say, well, I guess we'll get into it once we go. What do we want to start with? Um, well, I instead of dialogue, I had acting. 
Um, but otherwise I did have visuals and plot. And maybe the entry point is editing because I feel like it's the marriage of the plot and the mm-hmm. visuals of the movie and also what I think works really well in this particular movie, but also in Edgar Wright movies in general. The editing is always top-notch. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, as I was watching it this time, after having seen most recently Baby Driver and Last Night So, like, I think I've watched his most recent movies between the last time I watched Shaun of the Dead and this time, and I was just like, oh, damn. Like, the stuff that he's doing, especially, like, in Baby Driver with, like, the quick editing and, like, the editing with the sound and the music and all that stuff, like, is here, too. Like, specifically in, like, the Queen sequence. (laughs) David, kill the Queen! What? (laughs) The jukebox! Um... (laughs) Like, that is just, like, that whole sequence is so reminiscent of, like, everything that he's doing in Baby Driver. Um, yeah. Which is mm-hmm. extra fun thinking that this movie was, you know, 20 years ago now. <laughs> but Crazy. Um, I think, for me, it was, like, the opening scene, like, the opening scene is so perfect. Yeah. In establishing the characters and the tone um, yeah. And it's just, like, it's really quick dialogue that's incredibly funny. Like, I made a note that we are like, I was literally a minute and a half into the movie, and I had already laughed out loud twice, because it's just, like, <laughs> like the things that the characters are saying are really funny, but then there's also, like, the editing moves of, like, when he's, like, don't get me wrong, or when um, Liz is, like, don't get me wrong, I like Ed. And then she's like, sorry, Ed. <laughs> and then the camera, like, cuts to him just being there. And then the same thing when he's like, oh, yeah, I like your flatmates. Sorry. And then, like, he cuts to them. <laughs> like, it's like it's so cleverly done. And, like, yeah, the, the tone is perfect. I think, like, it's established perfectly at the beginning where it's like they're, these two people in a relationship are clearly having a very serious conversation. But, like, all of the little asides, both visually and, like, actually in dialogue, are just so funny that you're like, oh, no, this is going to be a really, like, silly time. I think in the same, this is, like, kind of the opposite. Granted, the tone is very different, but it's kind of the opposite of the Before Trilogy, which is so dialogue-heavy, is most of the jokes in this movie are visual. So, Mm -hmm. like, the whole, like, after the bar scene that whole next day is full of visual gags in the background of every shot. And um, that that tracking shot where you get him going to the shop to get, you get like what every day looks like. Mm -hmm. And it's, and then you have the immediate payoff of the next day when he goes and he's like hung over and it's like almost all one take there and back. And, um, like those sorts of gags or even him coming down in the morning and his feet being like a zombies. Yeah. Uh, like it, this movie's just very visually like the visuals write the story almost as much as the dialogue does. And, uh, just in terms of editing while we're on that topic, the, the Edgar Wright, uh, trope that I like the most is his short montages um, mm. So the getting ready for work montage, where it's just like, uh, like zipping like up his car, pants, turning, flushing, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> where you like basically condense what could be like three minutes in three seconds, 
and they're done in a specific way that's very Edgar Wright, which I love. And even the montages of like what their plan is for the day. Yes. And each time it ends with a coffee cup and a zoom in. Um, I think I watched something that was like he refused to do it backwards. So normally you would start focused on the coffee cup and then zoom back and then just flip it in reverse when yeah. you put it in the movie and he refused to do it and I think it took like a time take <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly I remember like an interview and he was saying that like for the cinematographer to go in smoothly and focus on the coffee cup was like he like he was blown away by it <laughs> um, but those sorts of like really sharp things are all what I associate with Edgar Wright and I think yeah. this movie has a lot of it but We'll get to the other ones later, but I think that Hot Fuzz is... I think Hot Fuzz is the best. I guess I'll say it now. <laughs> sure. Anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the visual gags are what really make this movie and what make it feel like, uh, a, like a huge uh, debut for Edgar Wright mm-hmm. as like a, a feature filmmaker, where it's, it's so meticulous and there's so many little details in the writing, in the editing, in the sound cues, in the, and the visual gags of like what you're getting and how fast you're getting it, uh, that I think is like a really impressive, like, yeah, I think I personally love Scott Pilgrim probably most of all of his movies, mm-hmm. which is like the maximum. But that's version not in a trilogy. This. It's not in the trilogy. So stop talking about it. Okay. It's also not it's... the spiritual spinoff. So, well, whatever. <laughs> But I'm just saying, I really, I've seen that movie so many times that uh, I think I've only seen Shaun of the Dead all the way through once uh, and was just really uh, impressed again just how much is in the movie. And it is like the mugs change between the montage. So the first Mm -hmm. one is like, I'm a genius. And then the second one is just cool. And then the third one is just a pint. It's not even a mug, it's just a pint of beer. (laughs) And even like the, like, the visual of him carrying out um, oh my god liz. his girlfriend liz and then uh and then ed carrying out his mom and then crisscrossing it's like it's different every time too like even that is like a little faster or a little more like comic book or uh comic cartoon character like mm-hmm. even liz waving them in when they get there the first time of like come on in yeah. <laughs> like so welcoming yeah, it's so funny. The other thing that I always enjoy is when they, like, during this particular moment, each time they have to kill uh, his yeah. dad, they, like, the first yeah. time they're like, hey, uh, let, let's figure something out or let's take care of this. And then, like, by the end, they're just like, get rid of him. <laughs> just, like, kill Philip and then we'll move on. And every single time when they leave his mom's house, his mom has the biggest smile on her face. Like, <laughs> we going to hang out like her husband didn't just get murdered by her son it's so funny uh i think also like uh just other visuals i'm thinking of is when he's jumping over the fences um that was another one and then even just so this is probably my biggest gripe with this movie uh is i don't watch a lot of horror i've never seen dawn of the dead uh, I don't like zombie movies in general. I think the only thing close to it that I've enjoyed is The Last of Us. Um, and so you get visual gags as they're fighting zombies, like jumping the fence. Um, but for the, and like even just them hitting the zombies isn't bad, but like 
this movie, I always forget how gory it it's is. It's gruesome. And I like, yeah. every time I'm like, this is why it's my least favorite of the trilogy. Because, sure. like, watching, as much as I don't like David, watching his insides get pulled out of his body is not something I enjoy. And I don't even watch Oh, sorry uh, for sending the gift it's back. The you did, day. and I didn't respond because I was like, "Oh, like it's it's satisfying that he's such a fucker and he gets got." Like yeah. that part is true, and then his girlfriend's like, "David, no." Um, yeah. But uh, like, I just don't like watching it. Sure. Uh, or like Weird. when they're like feeding on people's bodies, I'm just like, Ugh. I agree or with you. Or even when the girl falls on the umbrella holder, I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, there's so, so many gnarly. where I'm just like, this is so gross. I, yes, you're not wrong, but I think part of what I, so I'm not the biggest zombie fan. Uh, I like them more than either of you, but uh, one of the things that I do appreciate that I love about this movie is that he like, does a really good job of like, making it a zombie movie that's yeah. also just spoofing the zombie. You know, like, I think it's, like, similar to Scream in that, like, I think Scream is, like, spoofing it, or, like, satirizing slasher films while also being a really effective slasher film. And I feel I like this... I didn't know it was a satire. Oh. I mean, yeah, it's, like, definitely, like, making fun of, like, the genre. is Cabin in the Woods like that? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that Cabin one... in the Woods is more about just, like, all horror in general. Like, okay. not necessarily just, like, a slasher genre. Do you remember when we watched that and I was like, this is not scary. And then you were like, well, we could do a double feature and watch Ex Machina. And I was like, sounds great. And then I was like, this is the scariest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, uh... kept screaming in your poor roommates upstairs. <laughs> oh, my God. Ben, were um... you there for that? No. Oh. I must have uh, had my phone turned off. No, you probably actually had a show. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, really? I've I've this done was, shows in my life. This was of the era of the Connor O'Malley. Bump, bump, but I don't. Oh yeah. yeah. Was it Charlie bump, Rose bump. intro interpretive dance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for bum, listener, bum, bum. Yeah. Feel free to Google uh, Charlie Rose interpretive dance Connor O'Malley and uh, Matt and I memorized that dance and spent a whole evening yeah sure <laughs> memorized is a strong word for it <laughs> but mimicked <laughs> as best to it. it's so good pre i think you should leave connor o'malley too pre blow up I, yeah i haven't seen him and i don't think i've seen him in those episodes anyway tangent no i was just, um, I was just gonna say i think like this is a really effective so like this is definitely more comedic than i think scream is so i think scream is attempting to be a horror film that just like pokes fun at the genre but i think this is like very clearly intended to be a comedic spoof but even in that like it's very clear that edgar wright is a fan of zombie films and he was right. like i'm going to make a really good zombie movie that also is poking fun at how silly zombie movies are and like i think the yeah. whole i remember the first time i saw this movie it was like i saw it in theaters i had seen 28 days later uh i think is that a zombie movie i mean <laughs> danny boyle and alex garland will say no but like yes it's definitely a zombie movie they're infected so they never die quote unquote so they're not the undead i thought there was like 
similar to The Last of Us, where they are like infected by a fungi sort of thing. Well, there, yeah, it's a virus. Like it's the rage virus, but like they, like it's what they do is the same as like any other zombie, right? Like in, in the same but way that I would run. say that like The Last of Us isn't really technically a zombie show, but like it is for all intents and purposes, it is a zombie show. And I think like right. Twenty Eight Days Later, I would say the same. Where it's like it's not technically zombies, but is The Last of Us zombies? Yeah, They're I mean, essentially. Fast. Well, that's right. But twenty eight days later, <laughs> they also are running zombies, yeah. and that was like a kind of bold new zombie to be like running at you instead of just mumbling about. Last of Us, they have a variety of different infected, oh, and so boy, even in that sense ever, too, do they ever? Okay, bloaters. Well, some of us haven't played the second game, so some of us have no idea what happens and what will be season two. And if you fucking ruin it for me, I I'm will. Not, I'm not gonna ruin I will you already fly met to Los Angeles or Denver, and I will kill you both. Anyway, you've already met bloaters. Who versus clickers? Bloaters. Bloaters. Oh, bloaters. Yeah. Big old. The giant thing that like the big boy that like popped up out of the ground in that one episode. That was oh, yeah. so dope. Plus balls. I would say <laughs> I would say that that's more of a monster movie than a zombie movie. Well, sure, they're not going for brains specifically. They're just looking to spread. Yeah. But but zombies. But then traditionally you could say that like vampires are brains. zombie movies. Well, no, they've got a whole other vibe. They're, they're they're their own thing. Uh, I just I take issue with this, but we can go. We can change topics. Um, okay. Uh, anyway, no, but I also think sorry, it is a satire. I, wanna, I do want to go back to what I was saying real quick. The who do you think you are? <laughs> so that I had seen Twenty Eight Days Later. I think I had even seen the Dawn of the Dead remake, like mm-hmm. fairly recently, and then I went and saw Shaun of the Dead, and I like I remember thinking it was really funny in that opening scene and then when it cuts to the like the title credits and like it's just showing people like act quote unquote acting normally but just like going through the day-to-day motions and just like yeah. already kind of being zombies anyway i was like oh i see what he's doing here and this is perfect and like that like immediately just elevated it for me as like this is my apex of this particular genre whether or not we want to have that comment like you know conversation we can or cannot but i like for me this is like my favorite zombie movie because it's just like again like i said a really well-made zombie movie that also is just hilarious and like a fun send-up of the common tropes of the the genre but yeah between this and anime apocalypse it's Shaun of the dead all the way um (laughs) i was was thinking when i was watching this i was like with Matt fucking hates zombies, and we've now done two different zombie movies on the show. <laughs> this one's good, though. I well, will say this one is good. Anna and the Anna Apocalypse. Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. That lump of coal. Uh, but, <laughs> just kidding. That's too mean. Um, but no, I think also, like, this is a satire. Like, it is about somebody who, like, the main character is a zombie in his own life Mm -hmm. and like not really going any direction and his arc is to become more alive and to like become a responsible man and so it's like about that as much as it's just using zombies as like the facilitator for him to literally like lose his parents lose his friends and still feel like he can do things on his own uh 
And it's good. It's like a very sharp uh, satire at that. And it's funny, which is an important part of any satire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually funny. Um, uh, but, yeah. The... <laughs> I don't really have like a, a segue, but I just when you said it's funny, it reminded me when he's in there. Uh, I think it's like the scene where uh, Liz is dumping him, and David says something to her to him, and I can't remember exactly what David says, but he just is like looks so annoyed and then screams, "Get fucked, four eyes!" <laughs> every single time I watch this movie, I forget that that line is coming, and it just kills me every single time. It's so funny. <laughs> I also thought Sarah Finowitz was so funny yeah. in his scenes, and like the only dialogue I, thing I wrote down was "fuck a doodle do." <laughs> Go on. Yeah, he's just so his his like pacing is so perfect. His delivery is so good. As soon as like you meet him in that kitchen, uh, and like I feel like I have a lot. I, I can relate a lot to Sean and in some ways to Ed, but mostly I feel like as a thirty year old, I feel more like uh, what is Peter Serafinovitz's character's name in this? Peter. Peter, Peter, yeah. Peter, of just, like, how exacerbated he is with all of it, just being like, okay, come on, like, <laughs> so tired <laughs> and trying to, like, when also he's like, it's four in the morning. Filthy. Their whole yeah. house is filthy. <laughs> or, like, just, I, I can also identify uh, with, and this would have been before I was in my 30s, this was when I was in my late teens, 20s, so mm-hmm. 20, 21, junior and senior year of, of college, um, for listener, I went to college in Milwaukee in, at Marquette, and uh, I would get really pissed off at my roommates if they came home drunk and did not lock the fucking doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that's an exact thing where I to was where, like, like, I would also be pissed. One thing I noticed this time around, um, so uh, Pete is really annoyed that the, like the front door keeps being left open, and... he's like I'm not saying it's you and he's like and so Pete says to Sean I'm not saying it's you and Sean's like well you know and then Pete's immediately like I'm saying it's Ed (laughs) it's like uh, it's so funny and but what I noticed this time around the day that Sean goes like and he's hung over and he like he's the one that like goes to the store like Ed doesn't leave Mm. and then the door is left open and the zombie comes in the front door. So, like, maybe it was Sean some of the oh, times. Interesting. Which I was like, oh, I never noticed that before. Um, Accountability. But it definitely, like, makes it seem like, like, I mean, Pete obviously directly says it, but, like, you just know, like, yeah, Ed definitely is the one who's leaving it open. But you're like, oh, maybe Sean. Maybe yeah. Sean. Do you guys like Ed Frost? Nick Frost? Nick Frost? Yeah, sorry. Ed. <laughs> Nick Frost. <laughs> Uh, I like Nick Frost in things, but I hate this character. This yeah, character okay. does great on me in a way that I was like, I don't really. He's really funny in Hot Fuzz, and I feel like I remember yeah. him being pretty funny in World's End, but I, I do hate Ed. He ruins everything in this. I. Yeah. He's, to where I'm I like, just die. I, I love him. <laughs> Like, I agree that he is awful, but, like, all of the shit that he does is so funny to me. Like, when 
when he sees the the jaguar and he's like, "Oh." And then when yeah, they that's come out, funny. when they come out of the house and he's just like, "Yeah, I don't know. The other car got into an accident." <laughs> like, it's so Guess we'll have to take the jag. It's so but funny. like the I also don't understand like one of the scenes he's uh, Simon Pegg is the only one fighting and he's like mm-hmm. on his phone and I'm like this seems uncharacteristic I don't know I just that's true I feel like, like he, when... it was like uh, I don't know I like there's m- way more clever jokes in this and I feel like a lot of Ed's jokes are like uh, just like basic no offense it. Colin Oh no, it's fine. Um, I like I said, like, I like I think that his character is obnoxious. Yes. But I do find like the situations that he gets them into, I find okay. them humorous. Upsetting, I would say. And <laughs> the moment that I think you're talking about is when uh when Phil turns and is like attacking yeah. Sean in the back seat and he's just standing there yeah. the whole time. And even Liz is like, Ed like, what the fuck? And it really doesn't make any sense that he, like, doesn't at least open a door. Like, right. why wouldn't you open the door? What is your fucking problem? And he and, seemed to enjoy killing them before, that why did he stop? Right. And then him answering the phone outside of the bar is like, this is too stupid. And also, <laughs> yeah. like, I think that's probably you're going to kill is. everybody. It feels, t- it feels totally in line to me. <laughs> like, his character would absolutely yeah. do dumb shit like that. <laughs> like, he does have to be that bad for it to be Sean that has to learn how to, like, talk, tell him that he's fucking up and also move on. But then he doesn't but, move on. Right. <laughs> I also think uh, <laughs> I get it. the gag, the gag of, um, uh, I like the gag, another visual gag I enjoyed is when they run into Martin Freeman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, like the whole crew. Yvonne. <laughs> yeah. So good. Another I love Yvonne's character. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, when now, like oh, watching it now, you're like, holy Bill shit. Bill Nye? <laughs> yeah, Bill Nye's in this movie. And who's um, his wife? Perfect. What's her name? I can't think of her name, but she's in, um, she's one of the women in Down Abbey. Um, yeah, she's in loads, she, loads of stuff. Yeah, she's in, um, she's Matthew's mom, I think, yeah. in Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the guy who's like the Yvonne's version of Ed, like cousin Tom, I think his name was, yeah. is, I can't think of the actor's name, but he's like, he plays the, um, Rebel Wilson's brother in Bridesmaids. Oh. Oh yeah. 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 And so he's just like in stuff. <clears throat> so yeah, watching this movie now and you're just like, holy shit, like all of these people <laughs> were in this. It's very similar to like when I watch like Wet Hot American Summer now and yeah. like remember that this movie you know that was made in 2001 before all these people were like as crazy famous as they are now but you're just like Bradley Cooper has a gay sex scene with Michael Ian Black <laughs> Elizabeth Banks as well and Elizabeth Banks is just yeah. like there and like making out with Paul Rudd it's like what like all of the, like it's so crazy to think that these people who are now like wildly famous? Isn't Amy we're in... in that too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's it was fun. I had forgotten that Martin Freeman was in this for like a literal blink and you miss it cameo. <laughs> like he yeah. was just yeah. like, oh yeah, you're there too, I guess. Um, which so was Martin Freeman the Jim of the British Office? Yes. And then Diane Diana. 
Diane uh, was oh. the Pam oh. of the British office. You're right. So that's fun. They walk. Oh, they walk past fun. each other. <laughs> so that's a fun little reunion for Office UK fans. Wow. <laughs> um, one thing. Um, maybe this is moving off topic, but um, can we go to story, or are we kind sure. of in story right now? I mean, I, I think really we're sure we kind of kind of in story. Uh, one thing that I know, and part of it is I know like how. Um, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg have written these, but the as many like things I don't like about this movie, like the gore or like the dumb jokes, um, the pacing of this movie and I think all of his movies is immaculate. And I know that they like basically did it all in beats to where they were like they basically took your like stereotypical script pace and mapped it precisely um to where you know this one probably takes the most time to get to the overall conflict mm-hmm. right but his other what you know typically within 10 minutes what the major conflict's gonna be and uh the, just the pacing of them i've always that's like you don't have to think about anything because everything's just gonna be told you versus like killers of the flower moon it was like ugh drowning in exposition for like 15 minutes trying to be like this is where we are in time world war one just ended and it's like i'm a big girl if there's a car i know it's in the 1920s do we not have cars in 2023 if you mention a flu I know it's probably shortly after 1918. <laughs> Here's what I will say. And this is not a podcast about Killers of the Flower Moon. It is not. <laughs> but what I will say is that, yes, you are a smart lady. But I think I think a lot of people are not who are watching certain movies. I guess. So, like, I think there's plenty of good payoffs in Shaun of the Dead as well. Uh, just to, like, segue right into yeah. that. But, like... Uh, you, I mean, especially like we already talked about how the crew is introduced so succinctly, mm-hmm. but also establishes these are going to be the characters you're going to follow for the rest of the movie, and this is the dynamic that exists between them. Yep, and it In does it really well. The first thirty seconds. Yeah. Yep. Without and even with the mom over the head with the script. Yeah, even like Phil and the mom are introduced, mm-hmm. uh, like in reference. Uh, so that. Yeah, I was surprised by how long it takes for the actual zombie apocalypse to take over, but all the lead-up is even really good yep. to, like, slowly show the transition of the status quo into the zombie world, which also, big 2020 vibes, big oh, yeah. February, March 2020 vibes of, like, every news channel having the same story, yeah. and everyone being like, is everything okay? I don't know. Uh, and, and then, like, the scene of Sean down. on the bus, and the guy behind, like, the woman sitting next to him, yes. like, looks like coughing. she's maybe literally dying, and, and or dead, and the guy behind him is just coughing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh. Stressful. Yeah. Uh, and even, like, <laughs> don't leave your house to go see anybody. It was like, ooh. Uh, and then, by the end, big 2023 vibes of just like, well, we all survived a really horrific and traumatic death event. Uh, we but back. How much but better we are. Yeah, but here is Whiplash with zombies. Uh, it felt very, uh, yeah, it just 
for how old this movie is now, 20 years old, it's like, oh, this is still as relevant as ever. Uh, and the characters are, are great, uh, as, as great and funny today as they were back then. Um, and it really is, like, the performances between these characters and, like, the little annoyances and the reactions that you get held on. Uh, it's, it's so funny. It's, like, it's such a funny, well-acted comedy uh, that it's not all style. I think that's the thing that's important is, like, there's a lot of style. Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright is, like, putting thought into everything. But it's also just, like, genuinely funny and emotional. Yeah. Like, Phil's death is really sad and touching. And Sean's mom's death is really sad. Yeah, I would really say Sean's sad. mom. I don't necessarily think of Simon Pegg as, like... Not that he's, like, a bad actor, but I just don't necessarily, like, think of him as, like, a yeah. good actor. Like, I just think of him as, like, whenever he pops up and stuff, I'm always really excited. Like, I like him, but I don't necessarily think of him in that way. I usually just think of Tyrion's right. giving me the stink eye. This is not meant to, this is not meant negatively not towards him. a lot him. of roles. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, like. But think about how good his Scottish accent is in Star Trek, is Scotty. Think about yeah. him in, in Mission Impossible. I'm He's not like a chameleon uh, where he doesn't draw the spotlight, but he morphs. I'm sure. not saying anything negatively towards Colin him. I like him Simon a Pegg, lot. And you heard it too. I heard first. it too. <laughs> I heard it too. But it's what crazy, I, actually. to your point, Matt, I, I wasn't actually going to say it as one of my yasses, but I was struck this time around. I was like, damn, like there, the moments where he has to say goodbye, like he finally accepts Philip as his dad right as his dad is dying and then he has to say goodbye to his mom like he's and the scene where he's just like at the bar with ed after liz dumps him and he just like looks devastated i was like oh like damn like that's just not a thing that i think of simon Pegg doing but he like crushes it in this movie he's so good in this movie when he has to tell his mom that philip is dead uh and he kind of like chokes on saying it i was like this is a great performance yeah this is a really good like emotional and realistic performance in a movie that like you could be pretty broad in a zombie movie like all the emotions can be pretty like oh no mm-hmm. and oh i'm so sad but this was like a very genuine performance um, maybe that's why yeah. ed is so obnoxious is because nick frost is so good at being obnoxious yeah mm-hmm. hmm. never thought of it that uh, way but uh but no it, like he he does give a great performance in this and uh, also, the dialogue, uh, there was one moment that I was going to bring up specifically. Oh, even, like, the trope of, like, it's not your husband anymore. Yeah. Uh, of when they le- leave the car, and she's like, oh, we can't leave your father there. And he's like, he's not my father. And she's like, oh, yeah. come on now, Sean. And he's like, no, he was at one point, but he's not anymore. And it's like, oh, that's a really clever turn on a trope to yeah. also make it actually relevant to this particular situation of the characters and what it means for them. I was like, oh, so smart. Edgar Wright is such a smart screenwriter. It's That is really clever. I like and, that a lot. And then we, <laughs> the, the next step is he's like, there's no part of the man that you married in there. And then he, hits, he shuts the music off. <laughs> it's like, yeah. such a perfect, yeah. like, like, the emotional beat is hit perfectly. And then the comedic beat comes in immediately right after that and also hits perfectly. That whole sequence is is wonderful. I was like, God yeah. bless. God bless Edgar Wright. <laughs> yeah. The, the script is just really tight. Uh, 
and even like moments of uh, Liz and Sean and kind of us wanting to root for them as a couple uh, where I can't remember what he says but he was like uh, oh when he says that quote uh, when he's like rallying the troops <laughs> I can't remember what the quote is but he like cites it as somebody and then she's like was that really from that person? And he's like, no, it's from Guinness Black. Don't tell anyone. She's like, your secret is safe with me. Like, their relationship is so fun to be like, oh, she, like, she understands him and, like, knows his reference mm-hmm. level. She, yeah, she uh, knows that he didn't actually read this quote. He just got yeah. it on a beer ad. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, and Liz is great. I think, like, you really yeah. like, understand and sympathize with Liz and also can sympathize with Sean. Um uh, so yeah, they're a, they're a good couple to root for until the very end. Who's the oh Rafe's ball? That's his name. I was gonna say he plays his Wormtail's son, but he's in the refrigerator shop when he's mm-hmm. like, uh, "You're like, I don't know, you're a deadbeat who still works here, and I don't blend work and uh, yeah personal life." <laughs> I. Um, I did. I had no idea that that was Rafe's ball until this viewing. I was like, God, oh, that really? guy looks really familiar to me, him. and I couldn't place why. And then later, I was looking up because when they they meet their like doppelgangers, like Yvonne's crew, I was like, Who mm-hmm. are all these people? Because I was like, I definitely recognize most of them. <clears throat> so I was looking them up, and when I saw Rafe's ball in the like in the IMDb page, I was like, Wait, who was he? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, he's the little shit like employee that sean works with who like yeah does the ed move of like, like answering 17. a call in the middle of like a work meeting <laughs> it's, there's so many people in this yeah. it's ridiculous i um, do love bill Nye, though to spend yes. one more moment on him his turn as like when he just turns around and you're like oh this is his villain like this is an antagonist to sean it's so good because he looks so mean right off the bat uh, oh and it sounds like he could be a zombie too yeah uh-huh uh one of my favorite philip moments is when, uh he's so sean's on the like the zombie apocalypse is like broken out and he's on the phone with his mom and he's getting the news that like somebody broke into their house and she's like, oh, they were very bitey. And so, like, the, all of a sudden, like, the look on Sean's face gets very serious. The music gets really dramatic. And she's like, Mom, were you bitten? And she's like, no. And she's like, but Philip was. And he was like, oh, okay. And, like, yeah. the, the music cuts. Like, it like, there's a moment where it's, like, really intense, dramatic, mo- like, music. And it cuts out. And then Ed pops in and is like, is Barbara okay? And he's like, yeah. But Philip got bitten. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, like, and then the music comes back in. It's so funny. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Just the idea that he's like, oh, I don't really give a shit if he dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kill Phil. Uh, it's, a, it's a great movie. Um, what else did I... I love Yvonne as a character. Uh, I love that she's both a deus ex machina but also appears previously and is, like, put together and motivated. She is, like, Sean at his best, uh, and she's, like, actually successful. <laughs> like, yeah. she's the one who seems like she rallied the troops because she's there to save all of them. Although it doesn't uh, seem like anyone in her group survives. 
I was, uh, well, they might be at the base or something. Well, because she said, and I, 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 I feel like it could go either way, but I was kind of with you, Tierney, because, like, she says something like, well, glad someone survived. Yeah. Which, like, could just be, like, well, my whole crew survived, but I'm glad True. at least somebody from your group. Like, right. it could be that as well. But I, this time around, I did think of it as, like, oh, maybe she was the only person in her group. Mm. Um, Interesting. But I, I guess I'm wrong and stupid. That's that's exactly what we were saying. Thank you for finally yeah. listening Colin to us. Colin hates Simon Pegg, and you're just wrong and stupid. <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. These are that two felt huge changes to the mean pod. to even joke about. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm stupid and useless, just like Sean feels like in this movie. But one day, I'm going to kill a bunch of zombies with a cricket bat and then you'll see you'll all see <laughs> this was inspiring though i was like oh you know what goals are important or, <laughs> or you, it shouldn't take the end of the world to make you get off your ass and work as kim kardashian yells at everyone to do um <laughs> but i yeah i don't know i don't like zombie stuff but this one does feel different it hits different and uh, as bleak as it is, it isn't, they keep saying it's not the end of the world. It's not like it's the end of the world. And it isn't. It, life does go on. It, like, we see the other side of it, which I thought was really... I do think that that's, because I feel like most zombie movies, at least in the ones that I've seen, are pretty bleak. Like, they, they don't often have, have a happy ending. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I do, I do like that this one brings it around and it's like oh yeah no like the zombies just did the same like they just they were kind of zombies before when you watch the opening credits and now they're zombies like actually zombies but they're still doing the same shit so i was like that's a fun like way to to make it like a oh okay it's it was a zombie apocalypse but we we came out of it okay like it's a fun <laughs> twist yeah. but uh i do love ed in the, <laughs> in the shed at the end he's just like like just yeah. pushing buttons. <laughs> so good. Uh, should we move to our Q and A portion? I have one other yeah. okay. thing that I want to mention that I think is both like right. writing and editing. But when like it's so clever when Sean is flipping channels, and yes. even though. It, like, the yes. channel order makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Like, it goes from, like, a news station to, like, MTV to, like, a to like, nature planet. documentary or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, none of that makes any sense, but it's <laughs> so clever. Like, it's such a great way of, like, getting the information across um, that every single time I just, I, I am just in awe of it. Like, it's such a great idea, and I, he, he pulled it off so effectively, um, yeah. and like this time I actually like re like I was watching it and I rewound it and turned the closed captioned on so I could make sure that I was catching like all of the different connections. Um, and I think the last one was one that I usually miss, but it's like, uh, I think the, it's like a news reporter that's talking about it. And then it cuts to like an MTV type situation where somebody is like dead excited. So like the news reporter yeah. says something like they're all, and then he goes dead excited to talk to us. And then he gets back to the, <laughs> and then yeah. I also like at the end when they're doing like the, um, like, here's what happens after everything. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the, the journalist and he's like, yeah, that's just like not a thing I ever thought I would have to say on TV. 
removing the head or destroying the brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so silly. There's a... God damn it. I had something else to add to that. It's gone forever. Oh, sorry. Do they ever actually say zombie? Well, I mean... They almost Ed's... do, and he says, don't say it. That's... Mm-hmm. Ed yeah. says it several times at the beginning, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Sean is like, don't say the Zed word. Zed. <laughs> and then at the very end, the uh, the newscast is cut off right when they're like, but uh, we've determined that they will now be referred to as, and then or whatever. Yeah. Like, I also like that at the like the end news, like when they're flipping channels, they're like one of the news stations. Like you can just overhear it. They're about to explain like what caused it, but then he just flips yes. the channel. It's like, yeah. oh, perfect! Like I think one of my favorite things about like the zombie genre is that like it just happens, right? Like it's like there is no, I don't want to know why. Like I just it, like it's just a thing that happens. I think for me as somebody who like enjoys that particular genre of horror, like I think it's more horror if i don't know why like it's just a thing that could in theory like not actually happen but a thing that could happen so i love that like he gets right to the edge of saying how this happened but then he's like no i'm not actually gonna tell you (laughs) like (laughs) tyranny did you think of your thing or should we go to the questions no it's just gone forever okay well my first question is tyranny what was the thing you were gonna say (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's gone forever answer uh so question for both of you uh, people people who have spent time in the uk mm-hmm. have you had cornetto um no because i've been uh gluten-free oh times. shit all right damn i shouldn't eat ice cream because of my lactose intolerance but uh, I feel like maybe I've had a Cornetto and paid for it. <laughs> was it worth it? <laughs> Follow up question. Probably. Was it worth it? Uh, they look good. They look so good and I would love to, I mean like there are versions of those like ice cream cone things right. in the States but I would love to have like an actual Cornetto. Yeah. All the little snacks too that he's tossing out in the bar all of them have such fun British names. And I was like, God, these are the snacks. Like, I don't know. I don't even remember any of the names. But they're funny. Cheese puffs. Or cheese something. Anyway. Uh, what would be Nailed your it. Winchester? Ooh. This is a question for both of you. Like, what would be my... Anywhere in the world? Like, where would you Do I have to, to live there? No. Yeah, that you regularly go to that like would be your safe spot that you would trust. But I think So Are you asking what bar would I like to hide out in or what place? What place? It doesn't have to be a bar specifically, but like they go to the Winchester cuz it's their like their It's their regular. comfort zone. Yeah. So where would you be your Winchester? It's a great where question. Would be your Winchester. Uh I do and I feel like the music box is my answer, both because it's my comfort place, but also because it's just as impractical as the, it's as the more practical. There's, I feel like it's more reinforced than than the uh, the Winchester's too many windows. Um, I mean, there's that whole like the entrance on Southport is just all glass doors. 
Yeah, but if you got into the theater... Oh, sure, 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 sure. You could barricade yourself in pretty easily. Um, I don't know. Where do I go a lot? I also don't know what I would answer for this, but I figured... Oh, I'd probably go on a boat and just sit in the middle of the I was going to say, you're taking a boat (laughs) out and you're just going to hang out on the lake until it all blows over. Uh, that's I'd, that was an easy solution. It sounds like I'd be the one to actually survive. That's <laughs> true. Probably as long as you've brought enough food onto the boat with you, yeah. or knew how to fish and could find, or fish. can just sail to a place that hasn't been infected yet. Yeah. Um, but um, and then in terms of a pub, uh, yeah, like a bar. Well, I just my I would just pick my favorite place, but that, I don't live near there, so. It's kind of impractical. Yeah, but I mean, you have a car. They had a car. That's true. This is this is Taft's in Galway, so mm. I can't. Okay. Really so planes. You could you, you could sail plane. there. I mean, you're on a boat anyway. True. That's true. <laughs> and it is right Maybe on the coast. If I was in Chicago, I probably I'd probably pick the Art Institute. But what? Why? That sounds like I a haunting know. place. Yeah, but so open. There's so much room to avoid zombies. And there's like food food there. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's I think it's a good idea and I stand by it. Okay, and the other question I've got is which character do you see yourself in most? Mm. Which is kind of like the question we used to ask, where it was like, who would you be in the movie? Mm. So you can take it the same way. Well, we already talked about Peter. Yeah, I do see myself in Peter. Um, probably Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trying not to make a fuss. Yeah. Elements of Sean, but not a lot. Um, and to be honest, part of it is because I hate him so much. That it's like, like, I hate him so much, and I feel like we've all felt like him at times. But I could see myself in a situation where it was tense and heightened and people weren't doing what I thought they should do to where I could be a little bit of a David. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the important thing is that I have the self-awareness to recognize that. I would not be so stupid. I think that the difference between David and I is he doesn't, his anxiety carry, get like uh, leads him to make reckless decisions whereas mm-hmm. i think that i would just be like that's a stupid idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> why would we go there uh and just like annoying as opposed to like endangering yeah i agree with that they're like yeah you you would be <laughs> <laughs> no i would do the same thing i no, mean i'm no. the one who complained about tacos uh an entire memor- labor day until ruined, beach. you ruined the entire beach day well, one of those days, and I ruined it because I couldn't get over that I wanted tacos. And I do, yeah, when David is yelling about, like, what are we going to do here? We're just going to sit in the dark and eat snacks all night? I was like, he's got a point. This <laughs> does seem like a dumb plan. Uh, so I can, no, that can mostly relate to David being a little bit of us all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, a shithead and a dumbass at the end, and like unreasonable in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah so. I'm glad he gets ripped up. <laughs> yeah I think I don't know I see a little bit of like I definitely have Ed tendencies 
on days where I'm just like, I'm just going to sit on the couch for the entire day, <laughs> which is not uncommon. <laughs> uh, and I, I do also sometimes uh, feel very in line with Sean in that I'm like, yeah, like I have a job that I enjoy doing, but like there are times where I have like existential, like, what am I doing with my life? Type, like, like, am I like going any, you know, like that kind of stuff, yeah. which I think. I don't know if Sean necessarily, like, thinks about those things, but, like, definitely is, like, the space that he's in. Yeah. Whether or not he's, like, wanting to give the dedication to actually, like, making changes up until a zombie apocalypse. But that's, like, definitely the zone that he's in. I mean, the movie starts with him just, like, kind of, like, zoning out. (laughs) Like, it's it's just, like, a shot of him staring into the middle distance. (laughs) It's, like, been there. (laughs) Yeah. I agree with both your answers. Uh, those are my questions. I don't think I really had one. Other than, oh, I guess, I guess similar to the what character would you play. Do you think that you would be a follower? In the sense that, like, you would follow someone who had a plan? Or would you be, like, a beater? In the sense that, like, you would... Um, like, it, it basically, would you be Ed and help beat up the zombies for Sean? Or would you be, yeah. like, Liz, David, and her flatmate and just follow along? I, so, I haven't given this, like, a lot of thought, but um, I think I maybe, I definitely have mentioned this to both of you. I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod, but um, uh, I grew up in South Dakota. My dad was a big hunter, and so when they sold their house he like was moving to Florida and weirdly was like, I'm going to get rid of all these guns before I go to Florida. And I was like, you can bring on, you'll fit right in. But um, (laughs) he asked me if I wanted any of them. That just goes to show that his guns had a purpose and the guns in Florida don't. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, But he, so for like a long time, my dad just like always had these guns and uh, I, my thought was always, like, if the zombie apocalypse breaks out, like, I am going to grab my sister and brother-in-law and we're going to just drive straight to my parents' house and grab all of the guns and ammo that my dad has. And then we're just going to, like, go out into the middle of nowhere, South Dakota, and we're just going to, like, hang out there. <laughs> so, like, I guess by that, like, I would be a planner because, like, that was my fighter. plan. Like, I would be the, yeah, yeah. like, I would be the yeah. one who's like, oh, no, here's my plan. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. But my, it also was very much like a, I'm going to try and get some practical things. And then I'm going to just get away from society and just, like, yeah. cross my fingers and hope for the best. So it's not, like, actively fighting. It's just, like, having a plan that involves waiting yeah. it out. I think I would be like you. I don't think I, I don't think I would feel comfortable putting that responsibility in somebody else. Yeah. Well, I think we all know what I would be, and I think it's pretty well established in this show that I would be either dead or truly say. following who was ever lead it was like, we should go find water. And I'd complaining be like, That's a the fucking whole time. great idea. Yeah, my feet are killing me. Does anybody want me? You know what? To... I think I you're tacos. right. I think we do need to find water, but can we find tacos on the way to water? Like, is that in the cards like, for us? Matt would be like, it's I not have okay. berries again. This is boring. I've eaten berries for like two meals in a row. Can I please have something other than berries? 
What about like bread? Right. Again, nuts? I would complain if I was alive long enough to complain, but I am pretty <laughs> confident. Well, uh, I'm one to, of the first to go. I used to believe that I had a strong will to survive. I still believe that. However, I read The Road by Cormac McCarthy and was like, maybe I don't want to survive. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, was, yeah. Maybe I want to die. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I have that strong of a will to survive. Like, no. That's the alternative. Be done with it. If I, I have to. Babies grow into young adults as opposed to the alternative in that book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I yeah I would I would be like you know what I need air conditioning too much so long farewell <laughs> I need refrigerators and clean bathrooms to uh, Disneyland yeah I'd die uh, and I'd be happy about it I'd be like I don't want to watch everyone who I love to eat other people no more uh, or I would lead I would lead people. I think I'd be a great leader, actually. I think uh, I would do a great job. I would know where everything is. Um, but no, I would be dead. Yeah. Any other questions? No. No. Shocking. Um, well, this is the beginning of the Cornetto trilogy, so what do we have next week? Hot Fuzz. <gasps> Hot Fuzz! Your favorite of the three. Yeah, I've only seen World's End once, so... We'll I'm ve- I'm very curious to see, because I saw World's End in theaters, but I have not seen Same. it since then. So Same it's here. been literally ten years since I saw that movie. I've only seen Hot Fuzz once, and I've never seen World's End. Oh, Ooh. interesting. <gasps> I know. So I really am excited about it, and I love that this. So like another uh, a thing that is maybe probably too late to introduce at this point, but I think we can certainly think about it as we watch Hot Fuzz is like we started talking about at the beginning of this episode is like what tethers a trilogy together. Mm. And so like we can maybe define the before trilogy, I think in pretty obvious ways. Um, and then for this one, I think recognizing what are the patterns, which we already mentioned, like Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, uh, uh, somebody orders a Cornetto. And I think the other one that I'll throw out is Bloodshed. Well, sure. well, yeah, but like genre specifically is like horror action and sci-fi as like the three genres that Edgar Wright gets to do his version of. Mm-hmm. And so next week is action. I think they're all action. Well, they are all action, but they're like action genre, actra and action. Crime. And genre. Crime. 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 The other yeah, one. crime is probably the next one. <laughs> or yeah. mystery. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Like a crime. And then sci-fi action. action. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth. Wikipedia calls Shaun of the Dead zombie comedy, hot fuzz, action comedy, and World's End apocalyptic science fiction comedy. So. So. You haven't even seen World's End. What do you know? Wow. (laughs) Oh, shit. Honestly, I've never been so disrespected in my whole life. And with that, I'm finished. (laughs) 